Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. I want to talk to you today about walking by faith, about living by faith, about navigating life by faith. Well, if you're a believer and a Christian, this may seem like an obvious and a natural choice. But the reality is that in the world, there are so many voices, so many people saying, this is the way, that's the way, this is the best way. Listen to me, not to them. And we have to be discerning to know which is the right way. Not just a way, but the way. And the Bible talks in many scriptures about this. Uh, one such scripture is Proverbs fourteen twelve, which says, There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. So we don't want to choose a way like that. <laughs> We want to choose the path of righteousness that leads to life. Do you know the world even takes pride in its folly? As I was looking at quotes around this, I came upon a quote by a young lady that said, if I had to live my life again, I'd make the same mistakes, only sooner. (laughs) Well, that's sad really, because obviously she didn't know there was a better way. In that same chapter of Proverbs 14 and verse 16, it says, The wise fear the Lord and shun evil, but a fool is hot-headed and yet feels secure. Wow, that really seems to describe so much of what we see in the media very well. The definition of folly is actually making the same mistake again and again, with an increasing degree of confidence. Well, we certainly don't want to fall into that category of people, do we? So then, how do we know that we are living and navigating life with a God-given faith, that we are walking in His ways? Well, if we were going to walk maybe a short distance, a couple of hundred meters or possibly a few kilometers and we knew where we wanted to go, we know we could navigate there by looking for signposts, right? As soon as we see the name of the street, we'd know, right, we're on the right track. If we were going a lot further than that, well, then we would have to consult a map. And the map would guide us over the course of our journey to give us the reassurance and confidence that we were, in fact, on the right road to reach our destination. In the path of life as believers, we certainly need to be looking at the right signposts and at the right map in order to navigate our way through life. In John 14 and verse 6, Jesus answered and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, this is contrary to popular belief in the world. I think it was Buddha who said, for example, there are many paths to the mountaintop. What Jesus says cuts completely across that. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the truth is singular. The truth is found in Jesus. And to walk by faith and navigate by faith, we need to know and understand what the Word of God says about faith. Because even the word faith is not exclusive to Christianity and to our belief system as Christians. The world talks about faith as well. So we're not just looking for any kind of faith. We're looking for a God-given faith. So I want to take you through a number of signposts that the Word of God gives us that indicates that we are using a God-given faith. And the first signpost I want to give you is this. A God-given faith will always honor God. Romans 12 and verse 3 says, God has dealt to each one the measure of faith. And if we are walking in thanksgiving and acknowledging Jesus as the source of our faith, well, then we are honoring God as our source. And our thanksgiving lines up with this verse. We're saying, Lord, I thank you that it is you who have given me the faith in my heart. I choose to honor you. I'm so thankful to you, Lord, for leading and guiding me and showing me the way. So, a God-given faith will always honor God. And the next signpost is walking in humility. Looking to God and trusting in God. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6-7 says the following, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. When we walk in humility under God's mighty hand, and when we're talking about walking under humility, we're not talking about the kind of false humility, breaking ourselves down. I'm just nothing. I'm just a worm. I'm just a... Sinner, I'm not worthy. That's false humility. That's not true biblical humility. True biblical humility is acknowledging that we are who we are as believers because it's God who has made us this way. The Bible doesn't say that we just sinners saved by grace. Despite the popular phrase like that, the Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. One is false humility. One acknowledges and honors God. Can you hear the difference? 
when we walk in humility, we are living by a God-given faith. When we walk with a humility, we also open to being accountable to our spiritual leadership, our spiritual oversight, our brothers and sisters in Christ who walk alongside us. We remain teachable when we walk in humility. But as soon as someone becomes prideful, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I've decided. Yeah, but have you taken counsel on that? No, but I've decided. This is what I have to do. Yeah, but what does the Word of God say? When there's humility, we open to wise biblical counsel. And we can avoid making many mistakes. Just recently, I've seen people posting things. When I say people, talking about believers. Posting things on social media. Seemingly quoting wise sources that have got nothing to do with godly counsel. Eastern mysticism and utter rubbish, foolishness of the world. Friends, we need to be looking to Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The next signpost that we are living and navigating life with a God-given faith is that we acknowledge that our faith comes from God. Hebrews 12 and verse 2 says this, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So faith is authored by Jesus. Faith is authored by by listening to Jesus, watching Jesus, or even just hearing stories about Jesus. In the time when Jesus walked the earth, there were many, many people who received miracles because of the faith that ignited in their hearts when they simply heard stories about Jesus. And when they heard about Jesus, who he was and what he was doing, faith rose up in their hearts and they were, they said, I can believe in that. I can trust in that person. And the Gospels are filled with stories of many such people who sought him out and came to him and received miracles of healing. For us, as believers, faith is authored by listening to the anointed preaching and teaching of the Word of God and listening to the testimony of other believers. Growing up as a young man, when my faith was growing and developing, I know how much my faith was built up by reading many, many books about men and women who pursued God with all of their hearts and lived the faith life and did amazing things for Him. And as I read their stories, faith rose in my heart as well and a desire to step out and be courageous and to follow God like that as well. 
when we give testimony of what God has done in our lives, we are able to inspire faith in other people. Isn't that amazing? I'd like to tell you a little story that lines up with this verse, talking about how Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. When I was in Standard 9, and uh, today we would talk about it being grade 11, I joined a new school. And much to my delight, they offered woodwork. Well, I was absolutely fascinated by this and very excited at the opportunity of being able to actually do woodwork in school as a subject. But I knew nothing about it because I had really done no woodwork at home. So I came in as a complete newbie. But I had this woodwork teacher who would go into the workshop and he would show us the machines and then explain how to use them. He would teach us technical drawing that was needed to understand how to make parts to scale. And then he gave us projects where we had a, a map of all these various parts and we had to then take each part, take a plank of wood, cut the plank down to the overall shape and size of the part and then we had to learn how to finish that part. Looking at that plank of wood, you really had no clue what was about to come out of it until you looked at the plan. The design in the plan showed you what was going to come out of that wood. And friends, Jesus is the finisher of the faith in our lives. Sometimes we look at our lives and we go, well, Lord, I know you're at work, but I can't quite see what you're doing. We need to understand his plan for our lives. And we do that by looking into the word of God. This is where we find his design. And as we focus on God's word, God's truth, his design, his plan, his purpose for our lives, God is able to shape us and mold us and to finish our faith. And you know that actually, even as I finished one part of our, my woodwork project, you still couldn't tell what it was going to look like in the end because it was one part in isolation. But as all the parts were slowly finished one by one, and then you put them together and you looked at the plan, it became apparent. And I made two beautiful projects one was a, uh, a wall clock, and one was a two-seater bench. And they came about because I was given a plan, I stuck with the plan, and I worked the plan. And I'll be honest in saying I made some mistakes along the way, <laughs> but I was able to even correct those mistakes because I then compared it accurately to the plan and was then able to make the necessary adjustments. And it all worked out in the end. And I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot along the way. And in fact, those lessons that I learned in those early days of woodwork have stayed with me all my life. God is the author and finisher of our faith. The next signpost 
that we can look to, to see that we are living and operating with a God-given faith. Is that a God-given faith is developed through obedience to Jesus. That's right. Faith needs to be developed. Our faith needs to grow. Our faith is developed, how? By answering the call of Jesus. You see, faith doesn't just come by hearing. That's the start of it. Faith comes through obedience. And as believers, we have to make peace with the fact that when we answer the call of Jesus, we leave our comfort zone far behind us. <laughs> and I'd like to tell you a brief story to illustrate that. In the Gospels, we read about a story where the disciples are in a small fishing vessel in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, in the middle of the night, with a storm raging in the darkness. Twelve disciples sat soaked, battling it out in the darkness as the waves broke, broke over the bow. And the wind drove the waves. Here comes Jesus walking across the water. And Peter sees him and calls out to him and says, Jesus, if that's you, tell me and I'm going to come to you. And Jesus says, Peter, it's me. Now, friends, we can easily from this point on focus on what Peter did, and rightly so. But I'd like to remind you that 12 disciples heard the call, but only one disciple learned to walk on water that night. Twelve disciples heard the call, but only one disciple stepped out in obedience. Can you imagine how amazing it would have been if all twelve disciples had stood up and said, Jesus, we're coming to you now, <laughs> and had stepped out of the boat and there the boat was floating on the water by itself with the 12 disciples and Jesus standing on the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> that would have been an incredible story to tell. And God has got amazing stories that he wants us to tell as we encounter him for ourselves in the storms that we face in each of our lives. And friends, we can go through those storms sitting in the safety of the boat or we can choose to step out of our comfort zone and respond to Jesus. Growth is what happens outside of your comfort zone. If you are in your comfort zone, you're in what's familiar. But if we are going to change, we have to have the courage and the faith to step out of our comfort zone. The next signpost that we are walking in a God kind of faith is that our faith matures and grows. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1 says, 
Let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. So God is calling us on. He doesn't want us to stay stuck. That's why it's called a walk of faith. A journey of faith. And the only way to mature in our faith is to continue to journey with him. And to continue to journey with fellow believers. And to stay in fellowship with fellow believers. Because as we do that, we can hold each other accountable. We can spur each other on. We can encourage each other. We can counsel each other. The last signpost we're going to look at for today, and we'll carry on in the theme again, again next time, but the last signpost for today is that a God-given faith should be sharp. God doesn't want us to have a blunt faith. We know that a blunt knife is not very useful in the kitchen. A blunt knife would be really hard to use to cut a piece of biltong. If you're listening from outside of South Africa, you may call it beef jerky. We understand that a sharp knife is a knife that's ready to be used and actually safer to be used. Well, Hebrews 4 and verse 12 says this, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. What do I mean when I'm saying our faith should be sharp? Well, I'm not saying you should have a sharp tongue. (laughs) No, no. I'm not saying you should be sharp with your family. No, I think we all understand that's not uh, honoring to God. Well, we understand that a knife is sharpened as it's dragged carefully across at a precise angle across the sharpening stone and that that friction produces a sharp edge. And friends, our faith is sharpened as we engage with the Word of God. The Word of God, when it's active and alive and living in our lives and we're engaging with it daily, will cause our faith to become sharp and to remain sharp. When we drift away from the Word of God and we begin to live by common sense instead of godly faith, then, well, our faith can become blunt. But the good news is that if you feel that your faith has become blunt in any area of your life, you can quickly sharpen it by seeking out what the Word of God has to say for you in your marriage, in your parenting, in your finances, in your health. When we seek God's Word out and we discover what He says, and I love to, when I do a word discovery like this, I love to record all those words in a document so I can read them again and again. And as I record them, 
and I begin to operate in um, the principle of honor. And I begin to honor God as the source of my faith. I begin to walk in thanksgiving. I begin to praise Him for leading and guiding me in His ways and making a way for me. When I begin to speak those words over my life, over my finances, over my health, over my family, I begin to praise God and declare those words and prophesy those words over my life. I find that my faith becomes sharp in the best possible way. It can cut through the darkness and reveal the way. It cuts through the bonds that the enemy would try to use to hold me down and brings freedom in my life. And that's what God, God's plan is for us, to walk in His ways, to walk in freedom. Friends, as you listen to me speak about this, I'm sure it's not difficult for you to identify if there is an area or areas in your life where you feel that maybe you are not walking in complete freedom. Don't be anxious. Choose to walk in faith. And God will lead you and bring you into a place of freedom in your life in that area. We read in 1 Peter 5 verse 6 and 7 where it says, Cast your Cost all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. When we give it over to Jesus, don't take it back. <laughs> Replace that anxiety with a God-given faith, with what God's Word has to say about you and about your situation. Walk in a God-given humility and remember what that means. Take upon yourself the identity that God has given for you. And friends, when we do that, we can walk in freedom, we can walk in joy, and we can walk in peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe, and why not share the message with a friend?